There is no secret formula for better customer service. But there is the all-new service hub from HubSpot, bringing service and support together in one powerful platform so you can deliver the best experiences possible and free up a rep's time with an AI-powered help desk. Also, you can easily support and grow your customer base. Secrets out, everybody. Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com service to learn more. All right. Good morning, everyone. It's Friday, December 23rd. I'm John Weigel here with Juliet Bennett-Ryla and Noel Medina, and this is The Hustle Daily Show. Today, we're talking about a rather new innovation in the workplace, the exosuit. Developed by Verve Motion, the idea for the superhuman suit is to relieve workers in warehouses and places alike of pain and potential workplace injuries. Does it work, and can it actually solve a multi-billion dollar workplace injury problem? We'll chat about all that in a bit, but first, let's cue you in on the biggest headlines today across business and tech. Starting up, Amazon will no longer sell products containing um, donkey in California. Ijao, quote, is an ingredient made with donkey skin that's often used in health supplements, and it violates one of the state's animal welfare laws. So um, sorry, California, no more donkey for you. Next up, in some automotive news, Toyota is recalling 1 million vehicles just about over a defect that could prevent the passenger airbag from deploying in a crash. The recall covers 15 different car models. Owners will be contacted in February to have their cars inspected at a dealership. We're kind of in car recall mode this time of year. Tesla just had about 2 million last week. Toyota has a million this week. And staying with that theme, Honda is actually recalling over 2.5 million vehicles in the United States over a fuel pump issue that could increase engine failure and stalling risks while driving. Isn't that lovely? Honda said it's received no related crash or injury reports, but it will replace affected vehicles' fuel pumps for free. Getting beyond cars to beyond meat, Beyond Meat has struggled quite a bit this year, but hopes its latest plant-based patty, which contains 35% less saturated fat than a typical beef burger, will appeal to health-conscious consumers. It'll drop exclusively at Costco when it does come out. Very fascinating that they're taking this route. I know the Beyond Burgers appeal a lot to vegetarians mostly, so I think they're going to go with a little less fatty this time around. Hopefully it works for them. We'll see. And in radio news, Sirius XM was actually sued by New York State, and the lawsuit alleges the satellite radio company makes it just too hard for users to cancel the service. On average, it takes SiriusXM subscribers 11 and a half minutes to cancel by phone and 30 minutes to cancel online, which is absolutely ridiculous. Juliet, have you ever had to cancel a SiriusXM membership before? No, but I have tried to cancel New York Times and LA Times subscriptions and wow, what a nightmare. Yeah, they don't make it easy. What about you, Noel? Have you ever tried to cancel anything? I canceled a Planet Fitness membership. I try to be really selective as far as my subscription memberships go. And I think everyone knows this, like you have to go into the gyms, most gyms in order to cancel those memberships. So yeah, that's kind of annoying. Totally. Yeah, I feel the same. Blink made it really, really tough for me when the pandemic hit and they were like, you have to come in the gym. And I was like, I'm not in the state. I can't do that. And they eventually let me cancel it, but it really took quite a lot, actually. So yeah, some companies, it seems like SiriusXM is kind of the worst of it, taking a long time to cancel. But hopefully this lawsuit makes companies a little more amenable towards cancellations. 
And lastly, Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas spends another holiday season at the very top of the Billboard charts. But what does that mean for Mariah's earnings? Noelle, our resident Christmas queen from yesterday, what are the numbers here and what's your take on her domination of the last, oh, I don't know, over 10 years? Thanks for that, John. I love that. I mean, every year, you know, I get people singing the first Noel to me. <laughs> I wish they would sing Mariah Carey's top hit to me because I do love that song, Guilty Pleasure During the Holidays. <laughs> so yeah, Mariah Carey has the most number one singles of an artist ever. She is wildly successful. And All I Want for Christmas Is You is her most successful song. Wow. It hit number one in 2019. That's 25 years after it was first released. As far as the numbers go, Mariah collects nearly $2 million in annual recording royalties. That's just the recording royalties. Wow. She collects an additional $1 million in publishing royalties. And as of 2017, that song alone generated $60 million in total royalties for Mariah Carey. It's now estimated at about $72 million. And this year, 2023, Mariah announced a 14-city Christmas season tour. So we'll see how much money she rakes in from that. It's probably going to be really big for her. Wow. Uh, now I know why she gets so excited to release those videos every year about Christmas season starting, because she gets in that bag. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And this song actually re-enters the charts every year in October and we're probably just going to keep seeing that continued. Christmas is going to come earlier and earlier and earlier for Mariah and for all of us <laughs> subsequently. Well, eventually, maybe, Noel, you'll get what you love, and that's Christmas in July. So uh, hoping for that for you. Yeah, absolutely. What about you guys? The song, do you love it? Do you hate it? I feel like I don't really care about it. <laughs> I was in a store the other day, and I heard Cher's new Christmas song. Mm -hmm. Now, I love Cher, but holy sh did I hate that song. And I thought, you know what? At least Mariah Carey's song is like, it's tolerable for me. You know, I get it. I get why people like it. Yeah. 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 It's a catchy tune. My love for it stems from my enjoyment of Love Actually that I watch most every year. Classic. And that song's in there. So, you know, big fan of that. Also, it came out during my birth year. So, I don't know, Christmas song for my birth year. That's nice, too. But yeah, it doesn't really bother me. I honestly haven't heard it a lot this year. Maybe I just haven't gone to Bath and Body Works enough. Yeah. But yeah, I just yeah, really haven't. I think so. <laughs> All right. Now on to our main story of the day. Our big story looks to solve the problem of workplace injuries in the most Marvel Comics way possible with a wearable exoskeleton. Juliet, what's the scoop on these cyborg suits that we're getting into? These are pretty cool. They come from a company called Verve Motion based out of Massachusetts. And they're like these lightweight, soft, but strong, wearable suits that make you look like uh, a superhero, like you said, or, or an anime character. But apparently they help workers avoid back injuries while lifting heavy items such as merchandise. Wow. So I think people who work in like Amazon or Target or warehouses, they're picking up heavy things all day long. Apparently these suits are called the Safe Lift Exosuit. It can offload 40% of the average 50,000 pounds a warehouse worker lifts every day. Whoa. For one, I did not know that is how much they lifted per day. They are probably very strong and very swole. And very tired, <laughs> probably. Yeah. So this can alleviate about 40% of that, reducing, of course, the most important thing, back injuries by 65 to 85%. And apparently they're really easy to put on 
They come on like a backpack. They are suitable for any body type, any shape, any size. And the batteries last for 10 to 12 hours. So they seem very efficient and pretty cool. Hmm. That's fascinating. Do you think this bodes well for this industry and industries around this area in terms of just physical labor? Because it seems like this isn't exactly replacing people with robots. It's equipping people with robotics, I guess. So what do you make about that? Yeah, I think if companies are willing to buy in, it sounds like a pretty good idea. So far, there have been pilot programs in a couple of grocery store chains, and those seem to be going pretty well. The company has raised $40 million in funding, and the estimated valuation is $100 million. So they're not doing too bad. Wow. They're kind of expensive, right? They're $350 per worker per month. And you're like, okay, that's that's a lot. But employers pay an estimated $40,000 to cover each injury-related insurance claim. So if you're a company that's requiring people do a lot of this manual labor and you're getting a lot of insurance claims, it may be worth it for you to just upfront invest in these suits. Plus, they look really cool. They do look really cool. I can confirm. They look crazy. The fascinating thing about this, too, is that it's not just in these warehouses and with people that have to lift a lot. There are also other applications being talked about, right? Yeah. So Sarah found a couple other ones in her story that included rewalk robotics. They help people who have spinal cord injuries, stand, walk, climb stairs, all that good stuff. HeroWare is working with the U.S. Army to develop an exosuit for soldiers, which um, could have black mirror consequences in the future. Who's to say? <laughs> yes, it could. There's also research in the works to build an exoskeleton that would help you run faster, which also sounds like a comic book and or black mirror episode now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, we're getting very into uh, Cyberpunk 2077 with all this, I feel like. (laughs) Uh, Big time cybernetics kind of situation, like the game slash Netflix series. Like I could see it now, honestly, people just getting souped up with these robotics. But this is a fascinating way to, I guess, kick that off. Um, Are you excited to be cybernetic up? Oh, yeah, I'm into it. I was actually, okay, so the other day I was watching Blade Runner, Uh as one does every now and again. It's raining in Los Angeles, so you got to eat ramen and watch Blade Runner. Those are the rules. (laughs) So I was watching like this behind the scenes feature part, and it was talking about how all the androids or the, the replicants in the movie have this sort of glow in their eyes. So you can tell that they're replicants. I mean, maybe not on the first watch, but like you would eventually notice like, oh, they all kind of look the same. And there's a scene where it kind of looks like Harrison Ford has that too. And so it leads into this, the whole Blade Runner debate is, is Harrison Ford character a replicant? Yes or no? And the reason I bring this up mm-hmm. is I had a refractive lens exchange, which is something that most people will eventually have for cataracts. But I had it because my astigmatism had gotten so bad. I was like, it was very difficult for me to function in everyday life. And so what they do is they take your lenses out and they replace them with plastic lenses. So you're kind of like a cyborg. I mean, not as cool as a cyborg, but a little bit. And what I have noticed is that light like refracts in my eye now. So I look like a Blade Runner replicant sometimes. (laughs) It's like a flash, like a cat. (laughs) That's pretty awesome. And I was like, man, I can't wait to get different plastic lenses. But these ones can like do cool Terminator stuff. Like, I don't know, tell me information about people around me or like. Yeah. Or just give me like 17 lines of code out of nowhere that I can't read. Yeah. I mean, it would be vibes. That would be really cool. But yeah, just watching Blade Runner, I was like, I'm ready. I'm ready for whatever this is. I just... I am a cyborg. Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) Let's do it. (laughs) That's right, everybody. We're all going to get cyborged up. So get ready for that. (laughs) 
All right. And that's going to do it for us today. Thank you all for tuning in to the Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Robert Hartwig and our executive producer is Darren Clark. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter. If you're not subscribed, go get yourself signed up at thehustle.co slash email. We will catch you next week, everybody. Happy holidays. Hey, everybody, I got a great podcast to tell you about. It's called Truth, Lies, and Work, and it's brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. On this show, you can join husband and wife team Alan, Leanne, Elliot, as they dispel myths, impart wisdom, and answer all your questions about finding, keeping, and motivating great people. They actually just did an episode with John Smith, who is the manager and agent of famous Argentinian soccer player Diego Maradona. He talks about in this episode how he was able to manage the global superstar athlete celebrity that Maradona is and was. It's a great listen. You better get out there and check it out. And you can listen to Truth, Lies, and Work wherever you get your podcasts.